0: 12 years, you didn't even know you had a son. But then one day, I ran away from military school to look for you. And I'll never forget the words you said when your eyes met mine. You're my what? Mrs. Stratton? Yeah. Are you Edward Stratton III? That's me. Pleased to meet you. Hi. I'm your son.
1: To join this man and this woman in holy matrimony. Will you, Edward, take this woman as your lawful
0: and wedded wife? I will. And will you, Kate, take this man as your lawful and wedded husband? I will. With this ring,
1: I thee wed. I now pronounce you husband and wife. Hey there everybody, Angela Bowen here, the host of Together We're Gonna Find Our Way, an unofficial Silver Spoons Podcast. Well, today I'm bringing you Season 5, Episode 2, entitled Lost and Found. This episode aired on September 22nd, 1986. In this episode, Kate's grandmother visits the Strattons. Why? This episode's got a 7.2 out of 10 based on 16 ratings. We have, as far as guest stars go, got a few. We got Billy Bird as Mildred, Kate's grandmother. We got Roy Brocksmith as Mr. Fay. We got Bruce Gray as Phil Manning. We got Robert Hill as Charlie and Alexandra Powers as Amy. I'm guessing some of these might be like Rick's schoolmates, some of them. I don't know. This episode was directed by Jack Shea, writers David W. Duthon, the creator, Ron Levitt, Michael G. Moy, Marshall Goldberg, Linwood but Linwood Boomer, Adam Kendall from Little House on the Prairie. I think, mean, didn't Linwood Boomer also create Malcolm in the Middle, the TV show? Uh, we also have Howard Leeds. We have Ben Starr. We have Martin Cohen. Yeah, lots, lots, lots. No reviews as normal. No trivia. Of course, before I officially get into the episode, i want to let you all know where you can find the podcast on social media. You can find it on Facebook, at together we're going to find our way on unofficial Silver Spoons Podcast Facebook page. Also, Instagram at Silver Spoons Podcast. Also, if you'd like to email the podcast, you can do so at silverspoonspodcast at gmail.com. Now, if you're a newbie... And you want to know where you can listen to the podcast, it's gonna be under the Punky Power podcast, the Punky Brewster Podcast. So you can listen on iTunes, you can listen, you know, iTunes Apple Podcasts, uh, SoundCloud, Podbean. Um I've been seeing a lot of other type of platforms also playing. You know, Google, some from the link on the Facebook that I put on the Facebook So a lot of different ways. So my goal is for this, I'm going to be running Silver Spoons basically to pretty much the end of the year. So you're going to get weekly episodes, not any more of these two or three combined, unless it's a two-parter. That's the only time now I'm going to put it, you know, two episodes in one as if it's a two-parter. So, yes, an episode a week. So, all right, let's jump into this. You know, Kate, honestly, um, we've had a few. I mean, her mother is one thing. Her mother came to visit before she got married. Then her mother came again for the wedding, even though she was played by a different actress. We had Uncle Harry. Thank goodness I hope we don't see him again. I didn't care for him. Um, And we now have her grandmother. She's got a lot of people coming to visit. A lot. It just seems like there's always somebody. But then again, she grew up in Columbus, Ohio, and she now lives in New York, so her family wants to visit her. At least when they have her grandmother show up again later on towards the end of the series, you know, in season five, she's still played by Billy Bird. So Kate is doing what I tend to do when I'm waiting for somebody. She's kind of pacing back and forth up And down the stairs by the window waiting for her grandmother. I guess her uncle Ned said that the trip would be too much for her to handle. I don't know how old her grandmother is. Granted, this is in 1986 when cell phones did not exist. Or if they did, you had to be rich to have them, it seemed like. And they had the crappiest of reception. I didn't have my first cell phone until the early aughts, and even then, it's not like you could text on it. All you could, or surf the internet. You, all you could do is basically call. But yeah, I tend to do that myself when I'm waiting for somebody, and I know someone's arriving. It's just I can't sit still, and we have. You know, the front of the house where someone can park or they can park in our short driveway off the street. So that's me constantly going from the living room to the kitchen to the living room to the kitchen, checking to see where someone is. It's just, it drives me nuts that I can't, it's like, oh, they're going to be here in 15 minutes. Eh, eh, eh. And even if they're not showing up on time, then I get really frazzled and stressed out and really, Ah, why are not they here? They should be here. Why are not they calling? They should call. Up. They're going to be late. So Everett's telling Kate, like, honey, you need to calm down. Sit down. She will be here. It's going to be fine. She's like, she's coming all the way from Ohio. And it's like, honey, please sit down. She's like, okay, I'll sit down. I'll relax. As soon as, like, her butt hits that sofa, she is, like, up like a spring, like, I think I hear her. Honey, sit down. I will check and see if she's there. He gets up, but he turns and looks like, your butt better be on that sofa, Missy. <laughs> Thank you. Of course, Edward opens the door, not with the remote, because they use it sparingly now. In season one, they use it like every single episode. Now it's like, eh, I can open the door myself. But he gets smacked in the face with a paper. Ugh. So, Casey, I don't understand why she couldn't just let us pick her up from the airport. And <laughs> Edward's like, well... She wouldn't even let us know what flight she was on. Has she always been this independent? What's wrong with that? Probably in Ohio, she's got people constantly taking her here and there and everywhere and probably, like, practically spoon-feeding her food. She wants to get out of there. She wants that independence. And case like, always, she once beat up a Boy Scout for helping her try to cross the street. Apparently Rick doesn't want to stay and meet uh, Mrs. Grandma Stratton. I mean, not Stratton. Damn it! The <laughs> grandma Stratton. No, his grandma Stratton's dead. Um, yeah, Edward's mother's gone. No, it's Summers, right? <laughs> they only got married in season three, and I'm like, what what's Kate's maiden name again? Oh, that's right, it was Summers. Duh. But no, he doesn't want to hang out and wait for his step granny to get there. Like, eh. She's gonna be here for a week. I'll see her later. I got I gotta go hang out at the at the hamburger hut or haven or heaven or whatever. Burgers. I don't know what the heck it's called. But you know he's gotta find the latest girl because you know he's got a girlfriend, a different girlfriend every single episode. This boy goes through girlfriends like I go through maxi pads.
0: She should have been here by now. I should have listened to Uncle Ned. He said this trip would be too much for her. Oh, come on. You said yourself your Uncle Ned's a nerd. (laughs) She's coming all the way from Ohio. It's a safe trip now. We signed a peace treaty with the Mohawks. (laughs) Right. I'll relax.
1: Yeah, right.
0: I think I hear her. I'll check. That's your grandma. She's got a good arm. I just wish she'd let us pick her up at the airport. Come on, honey. She wouldn't even tell us what flight she was on. Is she always that independent? Always. She once beat up a boy scout for trying to help her across the street. Hey <laughs> guys? I'll see you later, okay? Wait a minute. Where are you going? The movie. Not checking with me? Are you going with me? do you think you should stay until case grandmother arrives? I have to check with her, too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, that might be her. <laughs> Oh, it's, only- it's just Dexter.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, it's the best I can do in such short notice. Hi, what you wanted to sign? Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Dexter. Uh, it's just that I thought you were my grandmother. Yikes. <laughs> He's expecting her grandmother, and she's a little older. Oh. That's because Uncle Ned wants to put her in an old folks' home. He <laughs> <I> doesn't <should laughs> want to put her in an old folks' home. He wants to move in with him. Why? Forget things and get a little drunk. <laughs> Sounds like Alfonso. Maybe Uncle Ned could have him instead. <laughs> you know, it's hard to picture Grandma needing anyone's help. I mean, this is a woman who can take a tractor apart and put it back together again.
1: Really? I and mean, a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Maybe that's her.
0: Hey, Mr. Finn. Oh, it's our next-door neighbor. She may have something that belongs to you. <laughs> she kept hugging my wife, calling her Kate. <laughs> well. We have one of our own. <laughs> oh, let's sit down. You must be tired. What? I took a plane. I didn't walk. <laughs> it,
1: you must be Edward. Uh, no, on, no.
0: I no. You'd marry someone a little <laughs> Paula.
1: <laughs> no, no, this
0: is our friend Mr. Stoppins. <laughs> Hi, I'm so pleased to meet you. If I have trouble with my tractor, I'll call you. Bye, <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Don't tell me. No, no, I'm not Edward either. I'm Rick. <laughs> my, my, you're big for your age. How old are you? He's 16.
1: Uh, I'm 16. <laughs>
0: Don't worry. You have time to grow. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs>
0: uh, this is
1: Edward. He's oh, okay. <laughs> checking out her- his butt? I thought you got a nice butt.
0: <laughs> See, doing you you like? oh.
1: I bet. I bet.
0: Looks and a sense of humor. <laughs> I'd keep my eye on him. I bet. <laughs> uh, why don't we
1: sit down? <laughs> okay, enough of staring at his butt oh, there, oh, Rainey. Any... Oh, no, I just had a beer next door. A beer? <laughs> well,
0: Grandma, I'll take your bag upstairs, all right? And then I'll go to the movies, right?
1: Wrong. Right. Oh, come on.
0: So, Grandma, move <laughs> First visit to New York. Oh, yes. <laughs> I can't wait to see the Big Apple. Mm-hmm. Let's have lunch tomorrow in Central Park. Oh, Edward and I have to work all weekend. Why don't we take you next week?
1: How that's long are okay. you going to be, go be there?
0: Uh, Grandma, I don't think that's a good idea. <sighs> now, you don't have to worry. I go a lot of places by myself. <laughs> Grandma and New York policemen don't go by themselves. <laughs> We'll go anywhere you want next week. Yeah, there's all kinds of things to show you Statue of Liberty, Metropolitan Museum, art galleries. Grant's Tomb. Greenwich Village, Staten Island Ferry. Well,
1: you have Red Taker.
0: Well, you know what I've always wanted to see? What's that? Those cute little cable cars that go up and down the hill.
1: That's in San Francisco, though, isn't it? So I guess Rick is going to the movies, but apparently he's gotta check with, uh, Edward first, or Kate. He didn't check with either of them, so it looks like he is not going. He's 60! Seriously?! He's just going to a movie! He ain't going to a party! He's not going on a date! But then they're trying to be responsible parental figures, which is good. So Edward, of course, like, hey, don't you think you should stay until Kate's grandmother arrives? And Rick's like, what, I gotta stay with, I gotta get her permission as well? She's gonna be there all next week, apparently. I don't know how, I don't know how long she's staying for. So, they think it's her, it turns out it's just Dexter. So, yeah, Kate's like, oh, it's only Dexter. And Dexter's like, well, I'm sorry, it's the least I could do on such short notice. And she's like, I'm sorry, I just thought you were my grandmother. It's like, uh, what? <laughs> okay. They brought some papers over for Edward to sign. So Edward kind of feels extra and like Kate's expecting her grandmother and she's a little nervous. And Rick's like, yeah, that's because Uncle Ned wants to put grandma in an old folks home. And it turns out like, no, actually I guess Uncle Ned wants uh, his mom to live with him which I don't I mean I can imagine like if you have kids you get to a certain age and stuff you still want to keep that level of independence that, so the idea of just giving up your independence to live with your kid it just I can't imagine that sitting well so Edward says uh, Kate's grandmother tends to forget things and gets in a little bit of trouble is that what the title, Lost and Found, is? Like, oh, she gets lost and then she gets found? <laughs> Dexter's like, oh, that sounds like Alfonso. I wonder if uh, Uncle Ned will will take Alfonso instead. The kid okay, is like, I just, I can't fathom the idea of Grandma needing help. I mean, this is a woman who can take apart a tractor and put it together again. So the knock on the door, it's not Grandma, but it is the neighbor, Mr. Faye, who lives next door, And says, uh, this lady here came into my house and started hugging and kissing my wife and calling her Kate. I mean, we would have kept this lady here, but we already got one of our own, so. And I'm just thinking, when I think of this, um, you know, Billy Bird who plays Mildred, I immediately go to Home Alone The lady where Kate is trying to like get her to buy like the earrings and the watch and the fake uh, palm or not a palm pilot a um whatever translator pocket translator I think it was or something like that yeah so that way she could get home to see Kevin like if they waited till Friday to anyway but yeah that's who exactly who comes to mind when I see this lady but she of course mistakes Dexter for Edward. And the look, like, she kind of looks at Dexter, like, oh, I thought you would have, Kate, you would have married someone who was taller. This, it, it's almost like a, a bit of racism there. Like, oh, you're married, blah, 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 or something. It's like, stop. My gosh. It's almost like they throw that stuff in wherever they can put it, and it's just not right. And she sees Rick, and Rick's like, well, I'm not Edward either. I'm Rick. <laughs> And she, uh, grandma's like, How old are you? And Rick's like, 16. And she's like, Oh, you'll continue to grow. Don't worry about it. It's like, I don't think he was worried. But she likes Edward. She especially likes Edward from behind because he's checking out his butt. So she sits on the couch between Kate and Edward and saying she wants to do a lot of sightseeing. And apparently,. Edward and Kate both have to work. Why would you invite? But I guess they have the following week free because she's going to be there for like a week or so. That would irritate me. It's like, I'm coming to your place and you got to work the next day. And they don't exactly. She's like, oh, I'll go by myself then. They're like, oh, no, no. I don't think. I mean, it's New York City, the Big Apple. You, policemen don't even go alone there. They travel in pairs, or they travel on horse, or whatever. And I'm just like, I get it. The fact that she wound up at the neighbor's house and was calling this neighbor lady Kate. Just like, I don't think... I'm like, why don't you have... But then again, Rick's a 16-year-old boy. How many times has he been out to the Big Apple to... Walk around and stuff. I wouldn't even be letting him. Like, I don't think that would be wise. So, they're like, don't worry. Next week, we're going to take you to see all the sites. The Empire State Building. Statue of Liberty. All that stuff. And she says, I want to see those cable cars that go down the street. And I'm thinking, isn't that, like, in San Fran? Or maybe New York has them, too? But I wouldn't think. I mean, because when I think New York, I think bumper to bumper traffic. All the time in a bunch of taxis. But when I think cable cars and stuff, trolleys, I think San Francisco treat you know Ray Sarony in San Francisco. So yeah, she's looking like I said, she's looking forward to the, seeing the Big Apple and everything. She wants to have lunch tomorrow in Central Park, and that's when Kate and I were like, well, we both have to work tomorrow, so that's not gonna help. It's like, then what is she gonna do all day? Sit around your house and be bored? Yeah, they gotta work all weekend, so I take it she. Sh- Showed up on a Friday? Why didn't you just have her come like Saturday or Sunday night then? That just seems like such an inconvenience. So now because you can't go and take her out somewhere, she's gotta stay home and wait till Monday. No, I, I think she's gonna go up like forget this, forget this, I'm do I'm going, I'm going. I was able to get on a plane and get here just fine. Well, kind of. I mean, she got on the plane, got off the plane. She probably took a cab to... She just wound up at the wrong house is all. Yeah, Kate's like, oh, I don't think that's a good idea. And Grandma's like, well, you don't have to worry. about a lot of places by myself. I was like, well, New York... I honestly, guys, I myself would not walk through New York by myself. I think I... Would not be able to make it through New York in one piece. Oh, the Met, the Met, the Metropolitan Museum—all that fun stuff—and she just looks really. Grandma just looks irritated, which is understandable. It's Like, heck, why did you, I be mean, like, why did you tell me you had to work the weekend? I would have come on Sunday then. It's just such an inconvenience. Grand's Tomb, Greenwich Village, Staten Island Ferry. I noticed it seemed like late in the game in season four, and they do it now heavily in season five. This little like musical cue chime type of thing to like begin an episode or end, uh, or to begin a scene and then kind of cut out of a scene, and it's just like. I think they're oversaturating it with the chimes. I really, we don't need it that often. My god. So, we go to the next scene. Rick's coming down the stairs. I'm guessing it's the next day. Maybe it's Monday. I don't know. And he's like, here, let me guess. It's Alfonso wearing a red, green um, sweater or something or other. Oh! And you're carrying a basketball. Yep, he's wearing a red sweater with a basketball tucked under his arm. It's just Interesting because it's like, Rick's like saying that and the door's closed and he opens the door and Alfonso's like, wow, how'd you do that? So that door is like paper thin? It's not like Rick was shouting, let's see, Alfonso's wearing a green, no, a red sweater with a basketball tucked under his arm. It's not like he's shouting that through the door, but, oh, uh, <laughs> Rick looked out the window. That's how he knew. So... Alfonso like, hey, come with me down to the park. We're going to shoot some b-ball. We're going to shoot some hoops. we like, wait, wait, no, I can't, Alfonso. I'm sorry, i got to stay here and, like, babysit Grandma. Like, bring her with. She can be the cheering section. She'll be the cheerleader. So a girl named Arlene Dennison says she might stop by the park and shoot some hoops with them. Well, that's how you get Rick's hooks in. You, you, you get that girl. You get that girl interest. And he's like, oh, really? Oh, I bet you would like to go one-on-one with her, Rick. I'm sure you would. So apparently Edward and Kate ordered Rick to stay home with his grandma. So now she's under house arrest with a 16-year-old babysitter. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, you know, forget this and go back to Ohio. It was nice. I'm not coming back. I'm not visiting you again. This is ridiculous. So Alfonso's like, so what are you going to do? Watch her take a nap? Why don't you just call your parents, tell them something came up? And Rick's like, I can't do that. It's like, yeah, they'll listen to reason. I'm sure they will. Alfonso's saying how, yeah, you got to lead it on the law. And... Rick's like, Alfonso, when did you ever try to lay down the law with Dexter? And Alfonso's like, well, I did once, and then got grind- grounded for nine weeks. Yeah, he says, Arlene Dennison is going to be shooting hoops with them. And Rick's like, oh, yeah, they do a one-on-one with her. And I'm like, I don't know if you would. So, no, he's like, no, i got to stay by the house. I can't. So he's like, hey Alfonso, say hey to Arlene for me. And Alfonso's like, Yeah, right. So we head to the kitchen and looks like Mildred's been doing some gardening outside. She's got her garden gloves on, she's got some uh garden shears, just she's gotta do something. You can't what you gonna do? Sit in a room the whole time? That sounds boring. So Rick's like, where were you, Grandma? And she's like, yeah, I cut all those bushes out by the pine trees. And Rick's like, but that's not our property, Grandma. Whoopsie. Well, that's going to be an issue. She's like, don't worry. I'll send him a bill. (laughs) And she's like, well, Rick, why why aren't you outside? It's a beautiful day. And Rick's like, oh, enough. Have you seen one beautiful day? You've seen them all. I mean, I just love hanging around the house. Like, baloney, you are just sulking. You'd think that he'd have a basketball hoop outside somewhere. My gosh. And Mildred kind of gets it. She's like, oh, but you're stuck babysitting me. And Rick's like, oh, no, I'm not stuck. Like, yeah, right. Rick's like, hey, you want to watch some television or walk in the garden? Maybe play some cards? So she's like, what? How could I stand the excitement? So Rick's like, well, Grandma, what do you want to do? And she's like, well, I want you to go out outside and play with your friends. I think she wants him out of the house so she can go into tour New York on her own. Now she's going to kind of guilt him. She's like, just because I have a couple gray hairs doesn't mean I need a keeper. You think I get used to people telling me what I can and can't do? But Rick's like, I know how you feel. I mean, I can't even go to a movie unless it's PG. And I've done my homework. It's not on a school night. Like, ugh. Dude, do, Rick, don't. Dude, come on, man. Don't, don't compare yourself to her you're a kid you have rules she has lived a life she's raised kids and now she's kind of being put under lock and key here and having a 16 year old babysitter that is not even remotely the same thing that you're going through
0: where were you grandma? Without gardening, I cut down all those old bushes out there by the pine trees. But that's not our property. <laughs> then I'll send him a bill. <laughs> it's a beautiful day out today. Why aren't you outside? Hey, seen one beautiful day, seen them all, right? Besides, I love tagging them down my house.
1: <laughs> yeah, right.
0: Got stuck babysitting me, huh? No, <laughs> oh, come on, I'm not stuck. You want to watch some television, walk in the garden, play cards? Think I could stand all the excitement? (laughs) Well, Grandma, what would you like to do? I'd like you to go outside and play with your friends. Just because I have a couple of gray hairs doesn't mean I need a keeper. Well, yeah, but... Oh, you'd think I'd get used to people telling me what I can and can't do, but I don't. Boy, I know what you mean. I can't even go to a movie unless it's PG, and I've done my homework, and it's not on the school night. Yeah, I have to listen to a lot of rules and regulations, too. From Uncle Ned, huh? Oh, it's hard being old. (laughs) One day you're changing your kid's diaper, and the next day he's puffing on a pipe and telling you how to run your life. (laughs) Want soda? Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if we could just do whatever we want, whenever we want? I go to a movie (laughs) or a circus. Yeah. Or a rock concert. Yeah. (laughs) Or a male strip club.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, Granny!
0: (laughs) I'm only teasing.
1: Sort of. yeah yeah <laughs>
0: well grandma what would you do right now if you could do anything in the world if i wasn't stuck with you <laughs> well all my life i've dreamed of going to new york and seeing the rockettes at radio city you're kidding no i've, I've always thought that would be the, the height of glamour you know when i was young I used to sneak out into the barn at night and do high kicks in my underwear. (laughs) I'll bet the cows love that. Yeah, the cows love everything.
1: (laughs) Listen, Grandma, why don't you and I go see the Rockets? What?
0: Come on, we'll go right now. You sure you wouldn't be bored? Me, bored by 30 chorus girls in skimpy outfits? I'll suffer through it. What are we waiting for? All right. Oh, wait a minute. We should leave a note for the warden. <laughs> what should I say? Tell the truth. Say we're mad as f- and we ain't
1: taking it anymore. So I like this little bonding sesh between Rick and Mildred. It's really sweet. They both, you know, she was, she's talking about how it sucks getting old. You know, one day you're changing your kid's diapers. The next day he's an adult smoking a pipe telling you what you can and can't do. And Rick is like, hey. Why don't we, um, if you could do anything right now, what would you want to do? And she says, well, I'd like to go to Radio City and see the Rockettes. And Rick's like, okay, yeah, let's do that. She's like, are you sure you won't be bored? And she's, he's like, 30 chorus girls wearing skimpy outfits, I think I'll, uh. I'll suffer through it. <laughs> so it's like, oh we better leave a note to tell the warden. <laughs> and I gotta say, what was that? Did she like they bleeped something out that she said? So can you not say hell on an uh on a sitcom? She just says heck and they bleep that out? Since when is heck a curse word? I thought she said hell. I think it was, it's not like she said, we're mad as beep like the F word. She didn't say that. I mean, this is 1986. Even Growing Pains, which the pilot aired in 85, said the word damn. So it's like, what in the world? Granny Mildred even said when she was a girl, she used to dance like a rocket in the barn in her underwear. Apparently the cows got a kick out of it, but then again they get a kick out of everything doesn't take much to impress them, apparently. Yeah, she's like, tell him the truth. And Rick's like, what should I write? Just tell him we're mad as heck and we're not taking it anymore. So uh, Edward and Kate get back, and of course they're probably going to be surprised that Rick and Mildred are gone. So apparently Uncle Ned has been trying to get Kate to agree with him to have Mildred come and live with him. So, I, I guess she doesn't currently live with him then. She must maybe live in her old house with her, you know, her husband who passed away. So Edward's like, wow. Well, You know, it can't be easy to have an old person live with you. And Kate's like, well, it's taken a while, but I've gotten used to you, okay? <laughs> so, Edward reads the letter to Kate, or the note that Rick left that he took her into the, Mildred into the city to see to the Rockettes. And it's like, Yeah, I mean, it's not like she's going by herself. She's got a chaperone. And Everett's like, honey, don't worry. Rick's a big boy, okay? Seriously, what could happen in case, like, in New York, do you want a list? And looks like Rick's coming in the door. But he's coming in by himself, sans Grandma Mildred. Where is she? Did she use this as a ploy to get him... To take her out and she just ditched him? I'm kind of wondering.
0: I don't know how you can defend Uncle Man. Hmm? Defending him, honey? But what's the harmony making up phone? <laughs> A few? He was on the phone throughout the day every 20 minutes. He's trying to get you to talk Grandma to Mildred and come to live with it. Shh. Well, I think it's very nice of him. After all, isn't that easy to have an older person living with you? <laughs> well, not at first, but I've gotten used to you. <laughs> Hi, (laughs) Cracky! That's a knee slapper! (laughs) She'll she'll hear you. Well, I don't think she hears that well. What? Rick took her into the city to see the Rockettes. They went in alone? Honey, will you stop worrying Rick's a big boy? What could happen? In New York? You want a list? (laughs) Oh! Hi, Dad. Hi, Kate. See? Nothing to worry about. Boy, did we have a good time.
1: <laughs> where is she?
0: Grandma Mildred, guys, she the time of her life.
1: Where is she? <laughs> Why isn't she with you? <laughs> this
0: person who had the time of her life, is she anywhere around? <laughs> Maybe you'd better sit down.
1: No. Oh, no, what happened?
0: Maybe I'd better sit down. <laughs> what? Rick, where is Grandma? I am not sure. What? <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? Well, I kind of lost her.
1: What? How do you lose a 70-plus-year-old lady?
0: Silver Spoons will return after these messages.
1: Yeah, Rick's like, oh my gosh, Grandma Mildred had the time of her life. And Edward and Kate are like, well, okay, the lady who had the time of her life, where exactly is she? Why is she not with you? And Rick's like, well, maybe you should sit down. Maybe I should sit down. Uh, I don't know how to tell you this, but I kind of lost her. Did she give him the slip or something like that? Like, I'm gonna go to the bathroom, or I'm gonna go get, like, some milk duds or something at the concession stand. Or, hey, do you want to slow out he'll grab us one. And just, like, slipped out the door.
0: You lost her? How do you lose a grandmother? I don't know, Dad. I just did. It's not like she's a wallet or a set of keys. <laughs> we better call the police. Well, I already did, Kate. They took a description and told me to go home. Well, then I'll call the manager at the music hall. I did that, too. <laughs> he took a description and told me to go home. Well, I've got to do something. i sit down. That's a start.
1: Check <laughs> the neighbor's house. You lost
0: her? <laughs> I was on this long line outside the music hall, and the first thing I knew, guys, she was gone. Rick, you shouldn't have let her out of your sight. Dad, I didn't take my eyes off her not once. It's all my fault. I should have listened to Uncle Ned. Come on, guys, let's look at the bright side. Remember the time I lost my hamster?
1: <laughs> you had a hamster? When well, did that happen?
0: Grandma isn't hiding under the house. <laughs> Ew. Dad, that's not what I meant. What I mean is we're gonna find her. Eventually.
1: Okay. Oh, maybe she's at the hospital.
0: Hello. Oh, uh, uh, hi, Uncle Ned.
1: Oh no, no, no! <laughs> hi, <laughs> your Grandma
0: Mildred. Well, what well, she said, uh, she said, uh, she uh, she's having a wonderful time. Isn't she? <laughs> Gosh, it is. Gosh, it's hard keeping up with her. <laughs> what? What? So turn on the Phil Manning show.
1: Oh.
0: Colonel
1: uh, What What is she doing there?
0: Oh, thank God she's all right. <laughs> and I used to sneak into the barn at night and do light kicks in my underwear. <laughs> oh no. I, Uncle Ned, we'll call you right back. <laughs> so, uh, what exactly are you doing here? Well, oh, you silly man. <laughs> you picked me out of the audience, don't you remember? <laughs> I mean I mean here in, in New York. Oh, well, I'm visiting my granddaughter and her new
1: family, looking for fellas. Looking for fellas.
0: (laughs) Are you married, Phil?
1: Probably. Yeah. Yes, I am, but,
0: um, you know, that doesn't have to stop.
1: Oh. 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 Phil,
0: I'm an old-fashioned girl. (laughs)
1: So, yeah, Rick and Mildred were waiting outside the, um, concert hall, and he turned his back, bed- he said he didn't even take his eyes off her, and yeah, boom, she's gone. So, Uncle Ned, of course, calls and is asking about Mildred, and it's like, <laughs> Edward, Kate, and <laughs> Rick are all, like, tossing the phone back and forth, just like, you talk to him, you talk to him. And he's like, no, turn the TV on. And Mildred is on this talk show with this guy. And she's, like, flirting with him. And she's telling the story about how she used to, like, do the the Rockettes dance or whatever in the barn in her underwear in front of a bunch of cows. <laughs> and he's like, oh, well, what are you doing here? She's like, well, you invited me up on stage, silly. And he's like, no, I mean in New York. <laughs> and she actually, asked, she's like, oh, just looking for fellas. <laughs> and she's like, oh, are you married? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I am. But hey, let's not that let, let let's not let that stop us. Like, whoa. Well, I, I usually uh, cut this off for the
0: next guest, but uh, <laughs> why, why don't we uh, consult the audience? Now, what do you say? Should I interview Mildred or Don Johnson?
1: <laughs> really? sorry, I
0: guess you're just not Big information? Yes, a Manhattan, please. Do you have the number of the Phil Manning show? So, uh how is it big visiting your grand? <laughs> oh great. She's changed so much. <laughs> she, she's just all grown up. She doesn't stutter anymore.
1: Oh, really? <laughs> you stuttered? I
0: have never stuttered. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't know what she's t- t- saying.
1: Yeah, really?
0: Did I tell you I used to go with Ronnie Reagan?
1: <laughs> you know,
0: President Reagan? Oh, we went to grammar school together. <laughs> oh, he was a wild one. My <laughs> <I> bet. <laughs> You'd wind up in the medical profession, <coughs> always wanting to play doctor. Whoa. We'll be right back, after <laughs> Well, just hold her there, and we'll come right down and get her. Thank you. Come on. Yeah, we better get there before Nancy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Phil Manning was going to be introducing the next guest, which is guest, which was Don Johnson, wasn't he? He's Miami Vice, right? Um, but it's like, all right, audience, let's take a poll. Would you rather me interview Mildred here or Don Johnson? It's like, Mildred, Mildred, Mildred. It's like, oh, well, sorry, Don, I guess you're just not that popular. So, <laughs> and she brings up about how she and Ronnie Reagan used to, like, go to grammar school together. And she said, well, I always thought he'd go into the medical field because he loved to play doctor. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> And you know she says how she's visiting her granddaughter, and oh she doesn't have that stutter anymore. And Kate's like, oh I never stuttered. I i I'm, I'm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Your voice tends begs to differ there, Kate. It really does. So she's gotten information to give her the number for the Phil Manning show. They're like, okay. She's like, just keep her there. We'll be right down. Of course she's not there. She having her way with Phil Manning. <sighs> Maybe they hooked up bats too. No, no, no! <laughs> She's not here!
0: I can't believe they just let her wander off like that. Excuse me. Are you the producer? I should be. I've been on the show for three years. Good to Well, good. Maybe you could help us. If I can't help you, no one can. <laughs> Listen, you know that little old lady who was on the show? That was my idea. <laughs> I spotted her in the audience. Oh, thank goodness. Someone around here knows what's going on. That's me. Nothing happens around here that I don't know about. <laughs> you know where she is? Oh, <laughs> the little old lady. Hey, I got more important things to do. I got a show to run. <laughs> Where's my sandwich? I'm starving. Uh, coming right up, Mr. Manning. It's still, Manny, maybe he can help. Us. Yeah, I see such a nice man.
1: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sure he's Mr. a jerk.
0: Manny. Maybe you could help us. We're Who for let them? these people in here?
1: No, he sounds like <laughs> a jerk.
0: <laughs> Some, hey Bring me a second, toilet, Come on Hi, Rick Oh, Amy, uh, hi Amy, these, these are my parents Hi, did you find your grandmother? Not yet Oh, <laughs> well, you must be worried, sick. I hope you're not too mad at Rick It was as much my fault as Seth Wait, what? Pardon? <laughs> it happened when Rick was writing down my phone number
1: Oh, really?
0: <laughs> and my address Really? Anyway, when we looked up, she was gone. Didn't take your eyes off her, huh? For a second, Dad. She has a very, very short address. (laughs)
1: Well, I have to get back to work. If I see her, I'll let you know. Bye. See ya. She work on the show? She's very nice. Yeah, she is.
0: Too bad you won't be allowed out of your room for the next two months.
1: (laughs) What? Oh, come on. Uncle
0: Ned is right. <clears throat> I try to avoid facing it, but after today, I don't see any other way. Kate, what <clears throat> are you talking about? Grandma Mildred needs somebody to take care of her full time. You want to put Grandma in an old folks' home? <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, yeah, that Phil Manning is a real jerk. Of course he is. I'm not saying all talks show host personalities are jerks off screen. I'm not saying that, but, like, oh, well, well, apparently the guy who should be the producer but isn't, is like, oh, yeah, it was my idea to pull her out of the audience and put her up on stage. It's like, of course he doesn't know where she is, so... Edward and Kate and Rick are like, oh, hey, there's Phil Manning. Maybe he's a nice guy. Maybe he'll tell us something. Like, oh, I think people went here. Guards, give me a sandwich. Like, uh, okay. And we see this girl named Amy, sweetheart of a girl, of course. Kind of lets it slip that. Rick didn't have his eyes 100% on Grandma Mildred because he was writing down her phone number, Amy's phone number, and address. It's like, oh, yeah, you had her, your eyes on Grandma every second, huh? Wow. Oh, you know, Amy seems like such a nice girl. It's a shame you're not going to leave your room for the next two months to see, go out and hang out with her. <laughs> yeah. So Kate is freaking out. She's like, Uncle Ned was right grandma clearly needs to be in a home or live. She needs supervision. And Rick's like, you're not going to put grandma in old folks home. Are you? And everyone that's working on the set just drops what they're doing and turns to look. So now we're back walking through the door and Rick's like, Michelangelo's parents or grant, whatever, like didn't put him in a home when he was like 70 or whatever, or an institution or pfft, I don't know. And when I say Michelangelo, I don't mean the Ninja Turtle. I'm referring to the guy who painted the Sistine Chapel, right? Michelangelo and the Sistine Chapel, Him, that dude? Yeah. Um, Let me guess. Mildred is going to walk through the kitchen door into the living room and surprise everybody. Where have you been? I got dinner started. I made brownies or something like that. And, and Edward's like, I think Grandma Mildred needs more help than she thinks. She can't be on her own. I like that Rick is going to bat for her. I mean, she this woman is independent and everything. It's not like she has dementia or Alzheimer's. I mean, she's forgetful occasionally, sure, but she wants to live a life. She's lived a life. She's not at the end of it yet. I mean, my gosh. You're only on this earth for a short amount of time. You really want to be under lock and key under your relatives? I I, I don't know. It's just... I I, want to be free and I want to be independent for as long as I physically and mentally can be. But that's just me. In the first 18 years of your life, you're living under someone else's roof, living by someone else's rules. Eventually, you probably get married or whatever. And then you're kind of making your own rules for a bit. And then eventually, you lose your faculties and you have to go and live. If you got a kid, you're going to be living under the roof unless they put you in a home or something like that. But, no. None of them, the only one who's even listening to Mildred is Rick. Everyone else is telling her what she can and can't do.
0: Dad, Michelangelo <laughs> was still painting masterpieces at the age of 70. They didn't put him in a home. What about Donna Michi? George Burns. Donna
1: Michi? George Burns. She's right there! My god!
0: She's here. Well, sure, I'm here. Well, where were you people? She's. i worried. Where were we? <laughs> did you see me on television? Yeah, we did.
1: How'd <laughs> you get home?
0: Very, very good. Oh, come on, Dad, you're <laughs> terrific. Did I have enough rouge on? You look beautiful. Uh, Grandma, why, why didn't you call? Gee, I thought I did call. No, you didn't call, Grandma. Hmm. Well, that nice Mrs. Walgreen let me use the telephone. Or was it Mrs. Dreamwald? Uh, Grandma, I've got to talk to you. I've spoken to Uncle Ned. I don't (laughs) want to talk about Ned. He wants me to spend the rest of my days in a port swing with a bunch of old dried up geezers. No, he doesn't. He wants you to come live with him in his house. Heck no. I'm talking about his house.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) All his old fuddy-duddy friends. (laughs) <laughs> they don't understand me like you three, you appreciate me.
1: Well, at least Rick does. fun
0: today than I've had in years. Oh, it was such fun watching those rockets. I want to be a part of it Hey, thank I didn't think you
1: went and saw the rocket. <laughs> No you don't. Uh,
0: Grandma, this isn't easy for me, but I, I I've given it a lot of thought. <laughs> I've decided.
1: You're just a granddaughter.
0: You're going to move in here with us.
1: Oh, um, well, I don't know about that. Kate. Okay. Oh.
0: Excuse me.
1: <laughs> what is that noise? Way to be firm. <laughs>
0: in with the fuddy-duddies. Guys, I don't think she wants to move in with anybody. Us, Uncle Ned, or the fuddy-duddies. Rick, you don't understand. Grandma cannot take care of herself.
1: Yeah, it turns out Grandma Mildred, I was right, she came out of the kitchen, like, where were you all? And she's like, why didn't you leave a note, Grandma? Why didn't you call? And it's just, Whatever. It's just it's it's frustrating, and I'm sure it's okay. I gotta, I gotta ask a question here because Kate is trying to say like, oh you're gonna move in to Ned's, which apparently what is an old folks home or because she's like I don't wanna live with the funny daddy old geezers and. Everything. And it's just like, no, Rick's like, no one is listening to her. Grandma Mildred had the best time of her life. She says that she's had in a long, long time. It's been so long since she's been able to be free and just do what she wants to do. And Kate's all like, because Edward's like, oh, you need to be firm with her. It's like, Grandma, well, I've decided. I'm like, you've decided what? You're a granddaughter. You're not her mother. You're not her son. And my question is this. How many kids does Grandma Mildred have? We know Uncle Ned is clearly her kid, right? So does she only have one? We clearly know that Grandma Mildred must be a widow because we haven't heard about the husband. So he must be dead. (sighs) I don't know. I've never been put into a situation like that where I've had to ask myself what to do with a person, like, as, as far as a parents, like, having lose lose their faculties and everything like that and have to make a decision about where that person's going to live. Um, I can imagine that it isn't easy, but it's like, why does Kate feel that she has to decide that? And she's like, well, Grandma Mildred can't live on her own. I don't know. I mean, I like the episode, this episode, but it's just Kate's just getting on my nerves. I think the whole this situation in itself is getting on my nerves because no one's asking what Mildred wants, so she wound up at the wrong house. Who cares? Unless she is in. Danger of burning down her own house with herself in it or setting the kitchen curtains aflame or leaving something in the oven and, or or not cleaning out the lint trap or whatever. Because I guess she can't even drive herself either? I don't know. It just, it's just an icky sticky situation that I'm just happy I'll ne- hopefully never have to put... By myself in that situation. She, Kate actually does voluntarily. Oh, you don't have to go stay at Ned's. Why don't you just live here with us? And it's like, um, you might want to talk that over with your husband. Because he might want to have to have a say in that. Because you bring her in, you're taking full responsibility. And the thing is, she and Edward both work. Who, are you going to hire someone to babysit your grandmother? Your 16-year-old stepson shouldn't have to be doing that all the time. He'll be off to college in a few years. He still wants to go out and have fun. So Edward's like, just go in there, be firm with her. I can see Grandma Mildred, like, snapping back, like, who do you think you are? You're just my granddaughter. Probably saying, like, you don't understand it. You're not my age. You have no idea what it's like to lose your independence. Grandma, one second. <laughs> oh, what, what are you making? What are you doing? Oh, I'm
0: making your favorite <laughs> dinner. Real parmesan. <laughs> Be ready in ten minutes. Hey, hey something smells good.
1: See, she no can way take way care of down. herself.
0: Hollandaise. <laughs> oh Push it down over there. Look at this asparagus, new potatoes, hollow leaves. Salad, an apple, stewed for dessert. Now get out of my Yum. way. Yum! Grandma, let me ask you a little question. <laughs> How exactly did you get home from Rockefeller Center? <laughs> oh, well, uh, I took a cab to Pennsylvania Station, the train to Long Island, <laughs> the bus to the grocery store, and another cab back home. And you did that all on your own, <laughs> oh, don't act so surprised. Just because my memory isn't what it used to be, I do not remember the names of all the kids I went to school with. I can't remember what I had for lunch today. <laughs> you didn't have any lunch. <laughs> See what I mean? <laughs> Just because people can't always remember things don't mean they can't be independent.
1: That's true. I like
0: having my own apartment being able to go when I want, where I want. Where <laughs> I I know, dear, I know. <laughs> You're just trying to help, and so is poor Ned. And someday I may need you <laughs> looking after Who knows, I may enjoy spending time with some of those old geezers on his porch. <laughs> but not yet. Understand?
1: Yes. You need to respect her decision, Kate.
0: Not where do you keep the candlesticks? but uh, in the buffet.
1: <laughs> in the what? The buffet?
0: Oh, sweetheart. Thank you for the offer. It's nice to know you'll be here when I need you. But not until I decide I need you.
1: Thank you, Kate. Thank you, Grandma Mildred. Where <laughs> were you? You're supposed
0: to sign those papers in the Hubbard account. <laughs> want it right away? Yes. I left a message this afternoon. Don't you guys ever check answer <laughs> Oh I guess we forgot. We haven't checked it all day.
1: <laughs> you guys, what the heck? You need to check that thing. It's all on you. Guess we kind of misjudged her, didn't we? Yeah.
0: i sure did. I guess you kind of misjudged me too,
1: huh? No, you're still grounded. <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: Dad, you're not serious about grounding me. Yes. <laughs>
1: You lose one little grandma. <laughs> oh, excuse me, folks. <laughs> Mildred, we all want to tell you something. Yeah, but Edward. Well, no, no, I wait see. a minute, Mildred, please. This is important. Something's you wrong. Know, all of us. Did she you light, light something on fire? Underestimate.
0: No, 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 I didn't. Me neither. <laughs> Guys, please. But, but Edward the table. Well, it's well, even a minute, Mildred, oh. but this is important. <laughs> and I want you to know it baby. we all know, you know. You're perfectly capable of taking care of yourself.
1: Thank you. Is that all? Do you have a fire extinguisher? Oh, 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 guys! Oh! Dang that caught fast. So, I really like here, I mean, yes, Mildred does say that she is starting to lose, you know, her memory a little bit, a little bit, but not much. I mean, because... Like, don't you ever go and check your answering machine. You got an answering machine there, you listen to it. This isn't 2020 where you can check out voicemail on your phone and see if you, or if you got a text or something. So, Ember goes over, because she's like, I left a message on the answering machine when I got separated from Rick. And the, you hear it, and that's exactly what she's saying. I got separated from Rick. I'm sure he'll be fine. I'm going to go check out the Rockettes. Then I'm going to go to the Phil Manning show. And then I'll just, you know, take a taxi or a cab or whatever to get home. And because she's making dinner, I guess, uh, veal parmesan, Uh, something with hollandaise sauce. Just, I think there's, like, asparagus or something. But, yeah, I mean, she's got her faculties there. I mean, she's doing good. And she even says, you know, I might, to Kate, like, I appreciate you caring about me, but... Until the time comes where I need to be taken care of, I will let you know. And I will come to you when the time is right. Until then... Just let me be independent and live my life. I, She's like, I like having my own apartment and coming and going when I want to. When I'm ready to go hang out with the geezers at Ned's place, I'll do that. But until then, it's like, let me live my life. I'm not there yet. I might be losing my memory a little bit, but it's not to the point where I can't get here, there, and everywhere. And Rick's even saying, it's like, so, Grandma, you went, and you went to a show. You went to the Phil Manning show, The Rockettes. Because she, she's like, I got a, I got a cab. I took it to, like, Penn Station or wherever. And then from there, she took also took um, a cab to the market. And then she took another cab home. Because she wanted to go get some stuff to make dinner with and all that good stuff. I've never had hollandaise sauce, but I've heard it's, like, so good. So, I like that Kate accepts that. Like, just, Mildred will come to you when her time is ready. Her time has not come, it's not come to that point yet. So, yeah. Dexter comes in, it's like, oh, Edward, where are those papers? It's like, oh, you wanted me to sign them, that's right. Um, you need them right now? It's like, yeah, that's why I gave them to you, so you could sign them. Kind of in, in a rush here. So, yeah, it just proves that... Uh, you don't have to be senior citizen to, you know, forget things. And I just, I like how Rick was just kind of proving that to Kate and Everly. Like, oh, wow, so you did all of this. You went here, you went there. You got your transportation you needed to get to and from. And it's just, it's great. And they finally are, like, listening to her and what she wants. And that's, uh, <laughs> unless you want to get some candles. So, um... Edward, she's trying to, like, get out, like, there's something with the table and, you know, burning and candles and everything, and Edward won't let her talk, like, oh, just one minute, I just want to say how I appreciate you coming forward to, to us and being honest and everything like that, and he won't let her talk, it's just, okay, is that it, is that it, okay, great, because, uh, and then we see smoke kind of coming in underneath the door, leading to the living room, I was like, oh, boy, so, I honestly, I want to give this one, I really liked it. I didn't find any problems with it whatsoever. I want to give it a five out of five trains. I liked Billy Bird as Mildred, and I like that they keep the same actress later on when they do bring her back when she's got a boyfriend later in season five. And um, just her her spunk and just her independence and everything like that, I just, I like that. And she's sassy. She's sassy on that Phil Manning show. <laughs> so like, oh, are you married? <laughs> yeah. And um just Kate coming to the realization like your grandmother's time has not come yet. So just let her continue to be independent. Like you're listen listen to her and hear don't just listen, but hear her. Hear the words she's saying, Kate. And just realize that she will decide when she's lost her faculties and needs extra help and support and everything. So, and of course, Edward is still telling Rick that he's grounded because, um, he lost grandma by not, by taking his eyes off her to write a girl's, phone number and address on his arm or whatever. It's like, oh, my goodness. Like, no, no, no. You're st- but I think that's excessive. Two months? Two months. Give it a week. Two tops. But I think that is extremely excessive. I think two months to be like, oh, I broke the television. Or, oh, I um, accidentally kicked the coffee table with my foot and knocked over, like, a priceless piece of a knickknack or something. I, I, or something like that. Or, oh, I forgot to put the electric bill out in the mail, and now it's overdue. Or, I, I don't know. It just, it just, I get it. <laughs> he's definitely, Edward, in his punishment, is definitely, he's not lax in that. He's not lax in that at all. He was already punishing Rick in, like, the second episode <laughs> Of season one. So um, Silver Spoonful is going to be this. Everyone's situation is different. It's always going to be real dicey when it comes to making that decision that I'm sure no one wants to make for a relative when they say, I'm sorry, but I don't think you are physically and mentally capable to live on your own and just stripping away that person's independence. I can't even imagine what that's like, not just for the person having to say that, but for the person, you know, on the receiving end, just realizing. Like, I remember, um, granted, my mom was in her 30s, you know, when she had had that stroke that debilitated her. She lost a lot of things that she couldn't do anymore. Driving, just cutting up her independence and eventually her having to live in an adult care facility And it's just, I can't even, I mean, in your 30s and just having your independence just stripped away because you couldn't physically, mentally live on your own. She did for a very short, my mom did for a very short amount of time uh, live in an apartment, but eventually it got to be too much for her to handle and she ended up having to be put in another um, adult care facility at home. So... Gosh, it's just, it's, it's so sad. You spend such a a short amount of time, your time being independent. I mean, you're living with your parents for the first 18 years of your life. And then eventually if you get married and stuff, then you and have children there, you know, you're still semi-independent, but still you have responsibilities. And then again, when to, if you become a widow and stuff, or widow, or widow or widower, you have a little bit of independence. But then again, as you get older, probably approaching, like, close to 70 and stuff, things maybe might start to... Trickle in with your know, memory loss, or maybe you're like, I can't remember my address, or I can't remember my friend's name, or just little things. I mean, I don't think Alzheimer's happens. I don't. I don't know if it happens to everybody, or maybe it just affects people differently. I mean, I gotta call the people luck. the The lucky ones are the ones that never have to be put in a home and never have to go. To live with someone that they can they have their faculties about them and they can live and just be a hundred percent on their own and independent until the day they pass of old age. So yeah, that's kinda of like the silver spoonful is is just listen to people. If it gets to the point where yes, they physically and can't and mentally cannot take care of themselves and you've gotta make that hard decision, but unless it comes to that. Let them live their lives. You know? It's, I don't know. Um, all right. So the next one. Remember how when I started the first episode of season five, um, I was kind of going through the list of episodes and how one of them, the summary, just did not make sense. Um, the season five, episode three, entitled The Live In. Which aired on September 29th, 1986. The Strattons hire a housekeeper who thinks Edward is in love with him. There shouldn't be like a comic here, but it's just. And then it says when it's actually Rick who's attracted to her. It's just that, that summary, it just. Shouldn't it. Trying to figure, how would you word this to make it sound Correct. Like, the Stratenshire housekeeper, who is, who thinks Edward is in love with her, when it's actually it's Rick who's attracted, ah, isn't there another way, there would be, just, the word, like, who thinks Edward is in love with him? So it's making it sound like this is a male housekeeper, and then it's like when it's actually Rick who's attracted her, where it's like, okay, so it's a female housekeeper. Yeah, I mean, you guys get what I'm saying, right? I mean, it's just the wording just sounds like. Yeah, I, I don't know. just. Mm. But they just <laughs> they just had Marie in season four for a few episodes. They even, wait a minute. They have her back in season, in that Mother's Day episode I covered of season five. Marie was there. And she's been there in a couple episodes of season four. So what happened? Was she on hiatus? Was she, was she on a, um, uh, uh vacation? What happened? I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I just, I don't know. But you know who's going to be jelly? Kate. Kate can, I, I can see her being jelly a little gel. Just the idea, like, this this lady housekeeper coming in, she's probably some young 20-something year old. Remember in Growing Pains, if you watched it, where after Maggie had Chrissy, they hired a, um, they hired Julie to come in and kind of take care of Chrissy, because Maggie wanted to get back to work and everything, and Julie was kind of doing too good of a job, where she's calling Jason Jace and everything, and just handling all, you know, the kids' problems, like, with Ben and Carol going to her for advice or something or whatever, and it's just, like, uh. so, yeah, I'm thinking, like, the housekeeper's gonna be too young for Edward, where Edward's, like, oh, I think she's got a crush on me, when it turns out, like, oh, I think it's Rick, who's the really indoor, because, like, ooh, an older woman, I'm, like, 16, and this girl's, like, 26 or something, I don't know. But, yeah, like I said, I enjoyed this episode. I thought it was good. I really eventually, I think there are going to be a couple duds in there. Let me kind of look at the lineup here. So, we got the live-in next week. <clears throat> Excuse me. I like the um the title here, Lost and Found. does definitely make some sense there. We got Rick Sells His Soul, and it's S-O-L-E. So, clearly, you're talking about shoes. The Beach House, where Rick is kind of scamming two girls being into one and into, the like, Another. Um, Rick moves out. That's episode. Six. That comes in early. And I'm really interested to see what exactly plays into him. Well, I want my privacy. Mom, or Kate, you're always coming into my room when I'm getting out of bed, or I'm coming out of this- the shower and you're getting my dirty laundry already or you're putting laundry away and I need my privacy because I'm like 16 years old. He's 16! It's not like he's 18. Like, another Growing Pains reference. Remember when Mike moved up to, because he was in college and he wanted his, you know, independence, you know, out of the house, so he's living above the garage. Will Smith and Carlton eventually end up living in the pool house because they want to get out from under Uncle Phil's tutelage, but they still pay him rent. So I just, I don't, it just sounds dumb. Like, dude, you're 16. You don't need to have your own personal private bachelor pad. I mean, maybe in college, like, hey, I wanna, I'll, and I'll pay you rent and stuff like that. But, I mean, the season ends with Rick, I think it's still 16, even though he's looking at colleges, you know, eventually. But we don't see him graduate high school. We don't see him get an acceptance letter to college. Well, why would he get an acceptance letter to college when he's 16 years old? So he's like, what, like a junior or something like that at that point? I don't know. But, yeah. So that's the episode, guys. Um, what's this man-to-man? What's this? Oh, God, golly. Okay, I'll say goodbye a second. Listen to this, guys. Rick doesn't, f- Rick, <laughs> Edward doesn't feel like celebrating his birthday after Rick beats him at a tennis, at tennis for the first time. For the love of heaven. Seriously? You're like, what, 41, 42? They act like 42 is like 50. Because I get at 50 you're like over the hill and everything like that. But they act like, oh my gosh, you're over 40? Oh, you're an old man. Here's your dentures. Here's a cane. Like, come on. And even now, if you're looking at 40, is not what it used to be. They look at 40 in 1986 like you're turning, like, 60. And people look at 50 back then like you're turning 70 and you need to be putting a, uh, an old folks home. All right, guys, I'll let you go. Like I said, if you want to email the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. Just send an email to silverspoonspodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Bye-bye.